following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Let me read the psalm before we get going. Psalm 50. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun and to the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. That's Psalm 50. And we have a special guest today uh, who comes to us from... uh, well, I guess uh, in his own rec- recognizance, he's he's got his own uh, website and Twitter handle, and and he does um, a good bit of coverage of uh, University of Kentucky sports. It's Dr. John Wong. Appreciate good morning, you. Tom. Good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me on. I just love being able to share my story with anybody who will listen. I just hope it's a story that your listeners are interested in hearing, especially this early in the morning. You know, right. usually at this time, I'm getting ready to go on my Saturday morning run. There are a group of four of us that have been running together every Saturday morning for about 20 years now. Well, I take that back. We don't run so much anymore as we do a slow jog. Right. So fortunately, all three of them were out of town this morning. Yeah. So this gave me the opportunity to come in and, and visit with you guys. So yeah, fortunately, fortunately for you, maybe not so fortunate for your ongoing <laughs> um, quest for physical fitness. Well, I, I've got a bone to pick with you guys. I heard that the Tom Dupree show was a high class operation. Where's the buffet? Yeah. You know, where, where are the donuts? Where, where's the chicken biscuits here? Right. We've been remiss this morning. No, no. You know what? We, we reward good behavior. Yeah. So we'll see. Exactly. Maybe later on. Yeah. Maybe. Discipline and fiscal responsibility, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> no, but you were, you were saying that um, what brings uh, Dr. John to us is he is the guy that we talk about all the time when, when Tom and Mike and Guy and Philip all talk about 
don't retire. And people, so they almost like they jerk exactly. their necks and they say, why have I, why do I work my entire life uh, to retire? That's, that's my goal is to be able to put my feet up, relax, not have to work. And fade away into the sunset. Well, or, you know, that it's proven that with um, mental uh, wellness, you've got to keep your mind engaged and your mind lasts longer when it's like every other muscle. It lasts longer when it's work. And so Dr. John is that person that has had a very successful, he was an orthodontist in his first career, and now he has recreated himself as a sports writer and uh, sometimes a talk show uh, host um, about sports radio, and he's, he's and his his tagline is living the dream. That's right. So he has accomplished what we talk about all the time is creating a second career, doing something that you love. So that take is, it away. That is my tagline. It is living the dream, and I am literally living the dream. My biggest fear is that. People like you are going to come along and just wake me up. I hope it doesn't happen during this show because I am having way too much fun. <laughs> but, no, I'm currently covering University of Kentucky sports as part of the media. I don't have any formal journalism training, but I've always loved to write, yep. and I have been a University of Kentucky fan for the past 50 years, big sports fan. So this allows me to kind of combine my two passions and I currently write for an outlet called Nolan Group Media. They're based out of Manchester, Kentucky. But they have print publications, newspapers, all over the southeastern part of the state. They're in Berea, in Beattyville, Boonville, Pineville, Jackson. So I write columns for them, mainly about University of Kentucky sports, obviously basketball and, and football. But I also cover a lot of women's basketball. I do a lot of baseball, softball, ball volleyball coverage i stay pretty busy now do you actually go on the road and follow the team like all the other media people or or do you um just follow it like some of us do from a close distance i do a little bit of both i come at it from a fan standpoint so part of the fan aspect is cheering on the team wherever they are so I love going into all of these different venues, especially on the road in the SEC. My goal is to try to be in all the different football and basketball arenas that Kentucky goes to. So I'm going down to LSU for the first time this coming Tuesday. Pete Maravich Assembly Center. I've always wanted to go there, a bucket list item. I can't wait. Now, That's when you go, do you go as part of the press corps? I do. You get backroom access. Correct. You have access to all the players and to the coaches, and uh, you get a media buffet. That's very, very oh, important. You're big on that oh, buffet, good. aren't exactly. you? They've spoiled you. That's you what gotta it have is. That. you got to have that. I judge every venue by the food that they actually yeah. serve, serve me. So, yeah, I apply for press credentials ahead of time and, and then uh, go as part of the media. Well, how do you even start? I'm kind of hijacking this whole go interview, ahead. Tom. But it it really does fascinate me. Um, how do, how did you make inroads? You know, you're an orthodontist. We haven't even covered the very beginning. Yeah, we we need to talk about at some point how his beginnings and uh, how he came to be here in in Kentucky. 
Well, if you want to do that, you wanted to cover how you, I mean, there are so many how-tos. You need to write a book. You're talking about being, write a book about your whole story. Uh, let, let me just answer your question. I'll tell you how this media gig started. It started with the help of my brother, Michael. He's an internist here in town. He serves as the medical director now for the Lexington Fayette Urban County Government. But he's also a really talented photographer. He goes by the moniker. Dr. Mike, I don't know yeah. if you've heard of him or not, but he takes pictures for Kentucky Sports Radio, KSR. But back at the time, I think it was about 2013 or 14, Michael was shooting Kentucky games, among other things, for the magazine Tops and Lex. And he had heard through the grapevine that a particular media outlet, this NOLA media group that I'm working for, was looking for a writer to cover ball games. And, of course, he mentioned me. I covered a game or two for them, submitted my write-ups, and they loved what they saw. Well, I take that back. Maybe they didn't love what they saw, but yeah. at least they didn't hate it. So I got the gig, and as they say, the rest is, is history. Well, yeah. that's good. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then Oscar Combs. Yeah. You, you guys know Oscar, right? He's right. really the guru of, of U.K. sports. He probably knows more about U.K. athletics than anybody else alive, and I, I caught Oscar's attention, and he saw me down on the Rupp Arena floor one day covering one of the U.K. basketball games. And he noticed immediately that I didn't really look like some of the other media members there. First of all, there simply aren't too many Asian reporters on the U.K. beat. And on top of that, to have a Chinese guy with a ponytail was virtually unheard of. He thought I was some visiting, traveling correspondent from Beijing, China, yeah. here to do a special feature on, on the cats. Now, when he discovered I was just a homegrown, dyed-in-the-wool Kentucky boy, then he immediately was really intrigued, and he wanted to know know my story. Yeah, which is a good story because you were born in southern China. Um, I, I did some research on you and your family, and uh, your, your parents left China, came to America. Talk a little bit about that I'm and some of, some of your earlier years. I'm full-blooded Chinese. My parents were born in southern China. They fled to the island nation of Taiwan in 1949, right before the communists took over the mainland. And they were married there. My sister Mary and I, we were born there. Yeah. Then in 1963, in pursuit of the American dream to provide a better life for their children, they immigrated to the United States with my sister and I in tow and my dad was trained as a civil engineer in taiwan so he completed his graduate training at the university of kentucky his phd i'm sorry at the university of virginia his phd at right. the university of virginia in charlottesville i think that was in 1967 and then he got his first job as an assistant professor of civil engineering at the university of kentucky our family moved to lexington and it was at that time that that love affair with UK right. officially began. Talk a little bit about some of the early teams that you you would follow, and uh, you I listened to you you talk about. Uh, well, let's let's get that after the break. We'll go ahead and take a break here. Uh, it's the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. Real stories. The new coronavirus. The Taliban. Roger Stone. This Democratic primary. The end for Donald Trump. Happening in real time. Know what's going on. This is real life. Very real. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. 
What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. It's so easy to fall in love. It's so easy to fall in love. Back on the Tom Dupree Show with Dr. John Wong. You know, it fascinates me to because I've listened to uh, you did a long podcast with Oscar Combs and talked about your life. And um, it fascinated me to hear about how you came from China. And then just like you were finding something new, like a child finding a new toy, uh, you found UK basketball. And, um, you know, uh, I always kind of took it for granted. I lived here. Uh, I remember the Dan Issel years and the uh, Mike Pratt and Mike Casey and those people. But I perhaps didn't um, have the fascination with it that you did. And I would like to hear a little bit more about how you became so fascinated with UK sports to the extent that you've really become a student of it. And uh, my, go ahead. my dad played basketball back in China, so we naturally gravitated toward the sport. And at the time that we moved here in 67, Kentucky was already a powerhouse. They had yeah. a tradition with Coach Adolph Rupp and his four national championships. So my dad and I, we became really, really big fans. We weren't fortunate enough to have tickets in Memorial Coliseum, but we were regular listeners to, to Kaywood on the radio, and some of my fondest memories with my dad are still those times when my dad and I would be huddled around that transistor radio right. listening to Kaywood call those games. Sure. Those Issel. Oh, I used to write games. the scores down on the on the radio yeah, sometimes. That was a big, big deal for us. And and growing up in Lexington, growing going to the University of Kentucky for all those years, I'm what you call inbred. I attended the University of Kentucky undergraduate. Uh, I attended University of Kentucky Dental School, yeah. and I came back and attended the University of Kentucky for my orthodontic specialty training. So you can't help but be a diehard University of Kentucky sports fan. Um, the uh, time that you spent in the Army as a as a uh, as a dentist, talk a little bit about that. What you did um, and how you were able to follow UK sports from from there. I'm trying to get my dates straight right now. I retired from my regular job in, yeah. in 2015, but for 30 years I, I was a dentist, an orthodontist. I, I created beautiful smiles. Yeah. Uh, first as a general dentist in the military, I served as an officer 
in the United States Army Dental Corps. I did that for 10 years. Started out in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Spent some time at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. uh, And then was stationed overseas for three years in Germany. That was a tough assignment. It was in Neuom, Germany. It was right at the edge of Bavaria. Really? Yeah, it was a Pershing missile base at the time. But beautiful country. And my wife just... We, we took weekends off and just traveled all over that area. And then I ended up in Fort Polk, Louisiana, which isn't the nicest no. assignment in the world. And it was at that time that I decided to leave the military and go back to my orthodontic residency. And after that, I ended up joining an orthodontic specialty practice here in Lexington. My, my business partner, Dr. Doug Durbin, and I ran Drs. Durbin and Huang Orthodontics yeah. for many, many years. We had office locations in Lexington, Louisville, all around central Kentucky area. So it's highly likely that at some point I may have had my fingers in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, that's another good example of you all did a beautiful job marketing the orthodontic practice yeah. so the marketing um it's it's a definitely a recognizable practice in town and um the marketing also runs whether it's marketing yourself marketing your writing yeah exactly mark i mean you you had the background to springboard into this hobby if you want to call it, which sounds like it's become more of a job than a hobby but you love it well, I love it, and people ask me frequently whether I miss orthodontics or, or not. Uh, I tell them I do miss a paycheck, Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, there are other areas I miss, too. I mean, working with, with people and wonderful patients and doing something that can really, really improve their self-esteem uh, and their quality of life. I mean, that's really, really a blessing that I've had. Worked with some wonderful staff members. Yeah. It's uh, it, it really... It seems like it was just a different part of my life, but it's still a significant part of my identity of who I am. Right. Well, and it's enabling you to do what you're doing now, because without that career, you wouldn't get to live the backside of your dream. Well, I am just really, really blessed to have been able to do that. I uh, I go around and, and I look at some of the colleagues in the in the industry that I'm in now, and I see how hard they work. On yeah. the outside, it looks like it's all fun and games, but when you have deadlines and when you have those pressures, it does become a job. And for me to have been able to work real, real hard and what I did before and now come in here and kind of enjoy it, it's almost it's almost not fair from that standpoint. Well, it's like what we were talking about off the air. The The industry itself is, is if it's your career, is cutthroat. You, you never really know from, hopefully you know, but a lot of times some of these guys, they they just get uh, let go over the next. Um, right. If you're not working for a big media outlet, in a sense, you don't have that pressure of, of being cut and let go and that kind of thing. Yeah. Look what's happening to the Herald Leader right, right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, just the recent news came out that that parent company filed for bankruptcy. I know it. And you don't know what's going to happen. But I realized, Tom, I, I've lived a, a really blessed life. I've lived a charm life to be able to get that quality education that I got at the University of Kentucky, to be able to serve my country through yeah. all the experiences in the military, to, to make a very decent living. 
yes. in my chosen profession of dentistry and orthodontics by helping people improve their smiles, improve their quality of life, and now to be able to do something that instills so much passion and evokes a sense of purpose. It's really what life is supposed to be all about. And I say it's living the dream, but it's not a dream. It's, it's reality. Right. And I'll, I want to tell your listeners that with some planning and some foresight and some hard work and a little bit of good timing and luck, uh, you can have that kind of life also. And I might add, especially if you have a skilled and knowledgeable financial advisor <laughs> yeah. to help guide you along. Yeah, that's true. Well, and the markets help, need to help you just a tad, but... Uh, and we, the markets are good right now. Yeah, they have been good lately. We can help navigate that as well. Um, so, you know, the, the, one of the things, getting back to the marketing thing, since that's my role with this crowd as well, um, the social media thing, uh, you've had, that's a whole nother learning curve, learning about how to, to do and to reach the most people. And it's been a, a kind of an ingredient of your success with your writing. I think it's been huge because it gives you a platform that you normally wouldn't have had or you wouldn't have had 20 years ago. And once again, I was fortunate in that in our business sector of orthodontics, yeah. that was just very, very important aspect. Now, Dr. Durbin and I, we were one of the first ones to actually have a website out there about our practice. So we got a little bit of a jump start on yeah. that. I learned a little bit about that aspect of the industry. And like I said, it's given me a little bit of a head start in, in what I'm doing right right now. And a lot of what you do is really uh, the, the long windings. Um, give your handles. Give your social media handles and all the, where people can look up your writing and, and all of that because um, it's, it's fun to read. Yeah, it is. His writing is excellent. I write with a little bit of a whimsical style. Yeah, so you do. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not so much about facts and figures and numbers and statistics, but I'm about emotions, yeah. experiences, right. things from the heart. And that's what that's people good. connect with. We'll give those handles when we come back. That's right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WAP. The world can see that you were meant for me. Hi, I'm Lemon here from Kentucky Sports Radio. And I'm like everybody else. I'm ready for spring and to get outside and to get out of the house. It's baseball season, Keeneland, and it's also the time of year to take care of your house. Give it a facelift with a fresh coat of paint. That's where my good friends at Serta Pro Painters come in. I'm talking about painting the inside of your house and the outside of your house. I've used them on my own house, and I've referred Serta Pro to a lot of my real estate clients. These guys are the best because they really care about their work and they care about their customers. And here's what else I like about Serta Pro Painters. Every business is independently owned and operated, so they're one of us. That's why they do great work. And for all your business owners out there, listen to this. Serta Pro also specializes in commercial painting as well. So give them a call at 1-800-GO-CERTA to schedule an appointment, or you can visit their website at certapro.com. That's Serta with the C. And remember what they say at Serta Pro, we do painting, you do life. Serta Pro Painters. Another twist on an old scam. Don't fall for this new Publishers Clearinghouse scam. Better Business Bureau's president and CEO, Rihanna Smith-Hamblin, has more. Consumers are receiving phone calls saying they've won tons of money in a new car. All the consumer has to do is purchase a prize registration license. The scammer will end up with your bank or credit card information. Don't fall for it. For substantial winnings, the Real Publishers Clearinghouse will knock on your door. For more tips, go to bbb.org.
Americans confined to their cabins for more than a week on board a cruise ship in Japan where cases of the coronavirus have spiked could be evacuated on a U.S. charter flight in the coming days. Cases of the coronavirus on board now topping more than 200. ABC's Maggie Ruley is in Yokohama with the latest. The State Department now confirming to ABC News they're going to start evacuating Americans off of that cruise ship that's been docked in quarantine off the coast of Japan for well over a week at this point. The Diamond Princess has become the largest outbreak of COVID-19 outside of mainland China. The death toll in the outbreak centered in mainland China has gone up again with more than 1,500 deaths. Defense Secretary Mark Esper confirming that the U.S. has reached a seven-day ceasefire agreement with the Taliban in Afghanistan. It is the first step to what could be a final peace deal and a full withdrawal of U.S. troops. Celebrity attorney Michael Avenatti found guilty yesterday by a federal jury in New York City of plotting to extort millions of dollars from Nike. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Weekend continues to feature a mix of sun and clouds. Four hours Saturday, temperatures rebounding very nicely into the 40s for the most part this afternoon. Heading into your Sunday to put the wraps on the weekend, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds. A little more cloud cover, though, into the afternoon. Low 50s, smallest chance for a shower, better rain chances with a cold front late Monday and Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Hey, BBN, the second batch of 2019-2020 UK Player posters presented by UK Federal Credit Union are now available at any UK Federal Credit Union branch, including the Student Center branch on campus. Grab them today and go Cats! UK Federal Credit Union, welcome to better banking. Introducing Long John Silver's $10 Sea Shares. Pick up our six-piece fish, nine-piece chicken, 15-piece shrimp, or six crab cakes, each for just 10 bucks. Long John Silver's. Fish, yeah. Pricing and participation may vary. Does not include product growth. Tax extra. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that advanced your career skills and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? Find out more. Text RESULT to 79645. Start on the path to earning your MBA or Business Analytics Master's degree online from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the graduate programs from the top-ranked W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University offered 100% online. Text RESULT to 79645. That's R-E-S-U-L-T to 79645. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Special guest, Dr. John Wong. John, um, you have gone from being an orthodontist to uh, a, a sports writer, essentially, and yet you've got other projects also that you're working on that uh, you'd like to share with the audience, and uh, go ahead. Not only do I cover all these sporting events and, and write about them, but I also have several 
book projects going on right now. A lot of you know Alan Cutler, longtime sports right. anchor and, and TV personality at LEX 18. I got to know Alan through our joint media obligations, but I initially met him because I was his son, JJ's orthodontist, and we got really? to talking one day, and I told him, Alan, you've got so many of these interesting experiences covering UK sports over your 40-plus year career. Right. You need to be able to share them with your fans. And Alan, bless his heart, he hemmed and hawed for a long time, but I finally convinced him to do it. So we've had this interminable project going on for nearly two years now it's never ending because we just keep adding to it we talk a lot about alan's early experiences and how a jewish person from new york ends up spending the rest of his life broadcasting here in in lexington kentucky but it's not a memoir per se it contains all sorts of stories and anecdotes and and vignettes of of people that alan's run to run into during his time as a sportscaster, and it includes a lot of behind-the-scenes conversations that he's had with characters like Pete Rose and Bob mm-hmm. Knight and Arnold Palmer and, of course, all the athletes and people associated with the University of Kentucky. So hopefully one of these days all of that's going to come, come out, out in, in print. I also have a project, a devotional-type book really, with Coach Keith Madison. Uh-huh. Keith is yeah. a legendary former baseball coach. You know, he's won more games than any other coach in UK history, with the exception of Adolph Rupp. Really? Now he's also lost more games yeah. than anybody else. But that's Base- neither. Yeah, baseball, they play a lot of games in the they season. They do. <laughs> right. So I, I'm doing a book with him, and I'm also doing a project with Coach Dennis Emery. Okay, it's a tennis book, and Dennis, as you know, is was the former tennis coach, and it's detailing how he built the U.K. tennis program from absolutely nothing to, to where it is today. It includes stories about everyone in the tennis world. And Dennis knows everybody. You, you guys know him, right? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, he's really smart, intriguing individual. He does a lot of fundraising for U.K. now. So I'm sure he's asked either you or, or some of your clients for uh, more more money. Now, right. 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 And then Kyle Macy and I are also working on a project. Uh, we're hoping to take his from the rafters of Rupp video series, conversations that he's had with greats who have had their jerseys retired up in the rafters, hanging from the rafters of Rupp Arena, people like Dan Essel, Kenny Walker, Jack Gibbons, Frank Ramsey, Cliff Hagen. And we want to kind of make it into a coffee table book type format that'll make a great gift for whenever we get that cranked yeah out. from the rafters that's an interesting angle how to sort of seg- segment it so that it's a certain group of people instead of you know the uk greats which everybody t- has read at least one book or something about the uk greats but to take it to the rafters it's an interesting twist i think so it's part of preserving also, the history and tradition of our great program, a lot of times that tends to get lost. And especially nowadays with the one-and-done era, yeah. you don't really get to know a lot it of these does. players as well as we did back in what I'll call the, the olden days. But uh, that's not all. On top of that, my brother and I are doing a project, too, oh where it's called The Heart of Big Blue Nation, where we're going to take some of the most memorable photos that he's taken and kind of combine it with some of my favorite stories that I've written and we'll mix them all together with all sorts of inspiring quotes and pictures of UK fans and their love affair with with UK sports. So that'll be a fan type book. So yeah, you can see Tom. There's never a dull moment in retirement. No. For, for me, in fact, I'm busier now 
than I probably ever was straightening teeth or running a business. The problem for me now is not in finding projects and starting them. Turning them down. No, it's actually getting them to the finish line also. So if you know any publishers or print people who might be interested in, in being a part of these exciting projects, make sure you you send them my way. Right. Well, that you sounds like as many books as you've got going. You need to have your own publishing house. The, the what we we Wong's Winings. Right, that's publishing my, house. That's my personal blog site. And as I was saying before the break, I, I write with a little bit of a whimsical style, so that allows me to say things that I can or can't say on that platform that I probably wouldn't be able to do on an official platform. So I write about all sorts of stuff on there, politics, religion, nothing's off limits. Uh, I've written a couple of music reviews. I write about food. I write about food. and, and yeah. Buffets. Buffets. All sorts <laughs> right. of good stuff like that. I've also written about a couple of really, really intensely personal subjects that I probably wouldn't have been able to share in other forms. So... I'd encourage you to go check that out. It's huangswinings.com, H-U-A-N-G-S dot whinings, W-H-I-N-I-N-G-S dot yeah, com. I took something off of one of your uh, Wong's whinings that I wanted to, that really touched me, um, called Racism Revisited. Um, you said here, the first, uh, a couple of recent events got me thinking about the sensitive issue of race. The first occurred on Christmas Day when I watched Reggie Warford, The Fight of His Life. Although the inspirational documentary zeroed in on Reggie's current life-threatening health issues, much of the story chronicled his early battles with racism. As the first African-American player to graduate from the University of Kentucky in 1976, Reggie endured many of the slings and arrows as the loneliest athlete in America. The second occurred just a couple of days ago with the uh, passing of Houston Hogg. Hogg, who played football at UK from 1967 to 70, together with his African-American teammates, broke the Southeastern Conference color barrier, thus paving the way for thousands of other athletes to follow. And then you go and and talk about um, racism in your own life. And uh, I found that to be um, touching and you know, uh, an, an interesting thing to read. It's a sad thing, too, because here in America now, I think you aren't going to find more of a divisive issue sometimes than the issue of race, and it yeah. shouldn't be that way. Even today, on the surface, it may be better, but I'm not sure deep down whether we've really made significant strides or not. I've been fortunate to have been a part of two areas of American society where race isn't as much of an issue. Right. Number one is sports, Yes. where you have teammates. It doesn't matter what color or, or country they're from. You're working together to overcome your, your common opponent. And then number two is the military. Military. I was fortunate enough to spend almost a decade in the armed services. And when you're in that foxhole, you don't care what color, ethnicity, no. Race, gender, age, right. sexual orientation that person is. You just want to make sure that they're on your side and they have your back. So I wish society as a whole could be more like that. Right. And uh, it seems like it, the the segregation extends to so many places, especially uh, churches, for instance, where uh, you, know, you, you find that kind of thing. Sunday morning can be the most... Uh, segregated time in in uh, in the world. 
Yeah, it's hard to hard to imagine because we are all one family. That's We're right. All one race. We're all of the human race. I know that sounds sounds corny, but I really do think God intended for all of us to live together in, in, in harmony. That's right. Absolutely. So, what else you got? I'm 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 just contemplating this whole because I I guess I grew up in a time when the the racism was not quite as and i didn't go to school with a, a huge variety but somehow it i I, ne- I don't see i tell my black friends i don't really see color yeah and and sometimes they're they're taken aback by that because they they've been so affected by color themselves and for me to say i i don't see it is it seems maybe dismissive but when I look at John I see brilliance yeah you know <laughs> and somebody that's that's um like our model for what we hope our customers end up doing and that, that I just I was almost speechless when you went down that road because I I don't think I don't look beyond today to think that you've faced a lot of, of racism. Well, we're all a product of our life and our, our experiences. Yeah. And I think one of the big aspects of, of my life has always been, been my faith. And I notice that you, that's very important to you, obviously, yes. also. Uh, but faith has always been important. Um, hasn't always been, been that way. I wouldn't necessarily say that I grew up in the church, but I've always been a believer, though. And believe it or not, my grandfather was a Methodist pastor. Really? Back in mainland China. And uh-huh. evidently some missionaries were over there and led my, my family to, to Christ. My grandmother, I understand, was very, very devout. I hear stories all the time. Really? of how much of a prayer warrior she was, how she got up early every single morning. That's probably where I got my getting up early in the morning from, uh, to pray. She prayed for the safety of her family and the salvation of future generations to come. And that, to me, really brings to life this idea of provenient grace. Yes. uh, Where God loved me even before I was born. born. And to think with my family history, I could easily be living a godless life in, in communist China right now. Yeah. But instead, I've come to know uh, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I've, I've just, I'm just filled with all these glorious fruits of the Spirit right now. Yeah. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Self-control. Well, I, I'm working on the self-control part a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm slowly headed in the right direction. Come to think of it, I probably still need a little bit of help with the kindness and the patience part of it. There you go. Boy, that's, have we really gone off yeah. the track, right? Well, that's right? okay. That's good. It's important stuff. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP. Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? The President of the United States thinks we're suckers. The latest from the Democratic primaries. We're going to do just fine. I'm feeling good. Your reaction happens here. News Radio 630 WLAP. 
I'm Tom Dupree, Jr. Your retirement investment portfolio is too important to be managed by a one-size-fits-all menu of mutual funds or annuities at the other end of an 800 number or a website. Dupree Financial Group is local, right here on Main Street in Lexington. We specialize in individually managed, not mass-produced investment accounts. If you have a 401k or IRA, we can handle the rollover for you and generally have your money ready to invest within 10 to 12 business days. We design an individual account just for you, our client. Once your plan is implemented, we try to meet with you twice a year to review your plan and make changes if needed. This ensures that any concerns or questions you may have about your money are answered in a timely fashion. Call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free review and be sure to listen to Tom Dupree on the weekends at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. Hello, baby. Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, Dr. John Wong. Dr. John, you know, the reason we we had you on this show is because you're an example of retirement and in retirement uh, making making something um, of of value. And, uh, And doing something you love. And doing something you love. And that is... So it's it's hard to find, really. A, a lot of people don't do that kind of thing, but you obviously have, and uh, we we salute you for that. Well, well, thank you, Tom. I've never been a big spender. They say in this world, either you're a spender or you're a saver, and just so happened that the person I married is also a saver. <laughs> so we've always, our, our entire lives, and certainly for the 35 years that we've been married, we've always lived within our means, and I think that's a big, big key to all of this. We've kept to our budget. We stayed out of debt. We always spent less than we made. Now, that doesn't mean that we lived like miserly hermits at all. Right. We, we traveled all over the world, and we had some wonderful experiences. But we did it conservatively, and yes. we did it strategically. Instead of five-star hotels, we stayed in youth hostels. We packed a lot of snacks. We took advantage of a lot of military discounts. I remember one time we flew on a military space-available flight to Greece and, and Turkey. It cost us $10. Oh, my God. And we had a box lunch on top of that. So yeah. we stuffed everything in a couple of backpacks, and we just winged it for two weeks. We had the time of our lives, but it's still one of our fondest memories. And it was cheap. Cheap. Ye- that is a key. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> cheap and cheerful, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of cheap, um, I want to talk to you about one of our mutual friends, Michael Bennett. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently helping him out. He does a radio show from 8 to 9 on weekdays. It's a radio talk show, sports talk show, UK sports. Out of Louisville. Out of Louisville. Louisville. Although he's syndicated. Justthecats.com. Right. And we recently started a website, and I'm helping him launch that. I'm one of the lead writers. and It's It's Just the Cats. Just the the Cats, as the name implies. It's just about the University of Kentucky. Yeah. We talk about other things on, on top of that, but I'd appreciate it if you go out and check that out also. That website. We're gaining a lot of momentum. We've only been at it for about three months right now. And it's great fun, too. I mean, it's a fun read. Yeah, it's a good website. And um, there's a lot of um, information in it and, and lots of, I mean, if, if 
lots of poking at Matt Jones, which is always <laughs> yeah. fun. I tell Michael he has to spend money to make money, but he's he's pretty, like I said, pretty cheap. So. And he's having a big time. Yeah. He's that, another one that's that's, F- that's another uh, guy who changed careers to to do something um, that he was UK passionate about. And, and Michael is a former um, university pharmaceutical and, and at, yeah, medical picture. medical supply sales. Right, but he was um, a former. He is a right. former University of Kentucky baseball player whose claim to fame is in one game, and he is gonna. I'm gonna get a text. I know I am. Uh, his claim to fame is, I think, Bo Jackson hit two, like, grand slams or something just <laughs> ridiculous off, off of him in one game. Now, he has hid that fact from me. I'm going to really, really have to That's why he's gonna let pick me. his brain well, on Well, the way that I met Michael Bennett was um, our younger son did uh, travel baseball. for. He was on Kentucky Baseball Club, and Michael Bennett's younger son was also on that team. So we spent... Um, a lot of road time, uh, a whole lot of road time, because at that age, that year, you spend about four to five days a week on the road uh, in the summers from June, and, and then it goes into fall uh, after school starts, too, on the weekends. So that's how I've, I met Michael Bennett and um, how I get details like that, admissions of... Michael is a great guy. I yeah. have really, so really much loved fun. getting to, to know him over the past past couple of years. Right. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't mention this also. I also love professional sports. So I am the lead writer for another website called Sports View America. I'm their beat writer for the Cincinnati Bengals. So don't That's hold that against me. Yeah, don't hold that against That me. is a rough one. I, I cover the Reds. Boy, they're going to be good this year. Though. Yeah. I've done some tennis coverage. I was up there last year for a week at the western and southern open last year covering all all these tennis greats i've done the indy 500 and the kentucky derby so to be able to attend all these different sporting events that you grew up watching on yeah. tv as a kid being able to experience firsthand the thrill of victory and the agony of, of defeat to be yes. able to interview people like roger federer and bill belichick nick saban roy williams john calipari and to be able to travel on the road with UK basketball and football, and then top of everything else, to be able to get into all these sites for free. Sure, you know if that isn't living the dream, then I don't know what is. Now that that's that's definitely true. I'm starting to wonder if you sleep. I have never heard so much activity um, in a, a, a second career lifetime, much right. less. Most people don't do as much in their first careers. Well, like I said, I appreciate you letting me share my story. I, I love I love getting this stuff out there. And uh, I don't know how, how much time we do we have left. I, about five minutes. Uh, I debated about whether to share this with you or not, and maybe it's not the right form. I can come back another time and talk about this some other time. But I promised myself that whatever radio show or podcast or column that I write, that I wanted to be an advocate for issues that are important to me. Yeah. And one of the issues that's very important to me is the issue of mental health. And my wife yeah. suffers from severe depression. And those of you who have had family members who are afflicted or maybe have a friend who suffers from it or maybe deal with mental illness or depression yourself, you know the havoc it can bring and the stigma that's associated with it and the situation with Kinesa for this past decade has been it's been horrific I'll be honest with you I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy 
but it's forced me to do two things. Number one, it's forced me to become knowledgeable and informed about mental illness. Mental illness, it's a disease of the brain. It's the same thing as having hypertension or diabetes or other systemic diseases that attack the body. The only difference is this is a disease that's attacking the brain. These individuals are sick. Yep. And they need to be treated effectively and compassionately, just like any other sick patient. So arm yourself with as much information as you can on the subject that affects you, because in your particular case, information is power. And that power is going to help you navigate this minefield that unfortunately is our current mental health care system. Is her, uh, I don't mean to pry or anything, is it bipolar? Is it, no, it's, uh, it's severe depression with some psychotic tendencies associated yeah. with that. So uh, currently we have her on a regimen of, of medication that, that is helping her out. But it's, these things are, are day to day. Yeah. You, you just never know. And like I said, you, you want to get information on on this, and one of the best places to do that is through this organization called NAMI, yeah. A-M-I, National NAMI. Alliance on Mental Illness. And I've been teaching a class. It's called Family to Family. You talk about other things that I'm doing. I'm also teaching this class that I really enjoy doing. I've been doing it for about three or four years. And as the name implies, it's taught by individuals like myself who have family members who suffer from depression and bipolar disorder, personality disorder, schizophrenia, et cetera. I took the class myself back in 2012, and it was life-altering. So taking that course made me realize the importance of of the second point. I I learned just how precious life was Mm -hmm. and not to ever take anything for granted. And above everything else, I wasn't going to let what happened to Kanisa take both of us down. There's no sense of mental illness ruining both of our lives. So ironically, as the primary caregiver, one of my outlets, one of the best ways I found to still get joy out of my life when she was at her worst was to get away and go out and do all these wonderful things I did with UK sports that we've been talking about. In other words, if she hadn't been sick, we would have been out doing all these things that normal retired people do, and I would have missed out on the entire UK media experience. So it is a matter of sometimes making lemonade out, out, of, out of lemons. Lemons. Yeah. But I, I love volunteering. I love teaching these mental health classes. And as I mentioned, I'm also a very, very spiritual person. So I've really enjoyed doing things for my church. Longtime member of Centenary Church here at Tate's Creek Road. I taught Sunday school. I've led some retreats. I participated in community projects. It it really does give you a sense of value of still being a productive member of society, even though you're no longer working at a regular quote unquote regular job. And to have the financial freedom to do that, to do what's important to you, to do something that you're passionate about, yeah. to do something that helps others, that's what retirement is really about. And you are the poster boy. Thank you, John. Thanks for coming. You're an in inspiration, this buddy. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, I'll be. I'll come back anytime you want. Okay. You got it. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Stay with us for hour number two. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.